the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here we go. It is a Monday, Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, today is the first day of voting for the primary. So um, you have no excuse. If you're registered, get out and vote. You don't have to do it today, but you got to do it by the 24th, okay? Keep that in mind. So you got plenty of time to vote. So I don't want to say, well, I forgot. That doesn't, that don't cut it. Sorry. You you go and vote. Go and vote. And and there'd be candidates that'll still be talking, too. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, you can talk. They can talk up until the 24th. You know, the bottom line is this. You have no excuse. Here, Here's what I want. If the guy that you ho- or gal that you hoped would win the primary that you're interested in and they don't win and you didn't vote, shut up. I don't want I don't want to hear it. Bottom, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> If only 18% of the Republicans get out and vote during the primary, I don't want to hear it. Yep. <laughs> I know that drive. People hate it when I say that, but it's a truth. Well, the, but it's just not 18% of the uh, the Republicans. It's 18% of, total. Oh, total. of the, uh, the uh, people who can vote. elected. Yeah. Right. So, so this is. And you this get is, the government you vote for. Right. And this is the election for some races. And so there, there are some races that there's I no. Will, I'm going to say that it is. The election for ninety five percent of the people who are you, voting. You may be right because a lot of these elections are over at the primary. Because even if there's a Democrat or Republican challenger, a lot of times the it, the, the the party is already going to determine who who wins in many of these races. Because if you've got a Democrat stronghold, the Democrats are going to win regardless of who it is in many cases. Or if it's a Republican stronghold, the Republicans going to win. And so if you don't vote in the primary, you won't even have a voice. Let's put it this way. When it comes to Republican stronghold or Democrat stronghold, there ain't many D strongholds. You're right. There's there's a handful. But there's the nonpartisan judges race. I hate that. I want will be decided in the primary. Bring back partisanship. Sure. Well, and, and that 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 is frustrating. At least that, it gives me an idea of what you might believe in. Sure. And 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 let the judges tell you what they believe. Like I want a judge to tell that will come out and tell me. Well, this is my this is the way I reason on various different situations. I, that's I think some of this stuff is is is. Uh, I'm on I'm on regular radio, so I can't call it the bull name that I want to call it. But that whole nonpartisan stuff is nothing but bull pucky. All right, that uh, somehow, like guys running for mayor and women running for mayor, and they they say, well, we're running nonpartisan. 
Give me a freaking break. Well, and one of the things that's, that's bothersome is that... I look at these, RD. RD. These, <laughs> these, yeah. these judge races are decided right now when a lot of people aren't really paying attention. They should be elected during the regular general election in the fall, in November, and, and not during the primary when a lot of people really aren't paying attention. So you've got these major, serious races with these judges that are just largely ignored. And I can and tell people are missing. they're getting edgy right now. Well, you want to know I'm why the, people ignore the judges? Because they won't answer a question. Well, there is that. Well, yeah, and that's, that is frustrating. You can, so pass any you, law, you can pass any law you want to pass in the state. If you've got judges right. that deem them unconstitutional, uh, you know, the judges have the final say. Well, yeah. and that, and I mean, that this position is very important. You can do whatever you want to if you've got a rogue judge that can strike and, down anything and we that don't, the Capitol does. And we don't have a legislative branch that has the intestinal fortitude to check to check the power of these judges. And I so never, they, in, they never in, happened. They end up being an oligarch. Yes, yeah, never happened. There, there's never been a judge contested in the state of Arkansas that I know of. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, there's been one that got, they talked about. Yeah, they got they talked real strong about it. He's done now, right? He's, he's not he's running on his he? way out. No, I don't think he's running, running again. But he is okay. on his way out. I think he's still in office. But that would be um, no measures were taken to remove him from the. He's not going to take any more naps in front of the governor's <laughs> mansion. No. Okay, want to make sure. No. Anyway, it'd be mean, Wendell Griffin. Yeah, it, it just amazes me for people to say actually say it with a straight face. I'm nonpartisan. I'm going to look at you and call you a liar. I'm sorry. You've got well, that's, partisanship that, that, that's in whatever true. person that's it is. That's true. There's no nonpartisan CIA. There's, we've all learned that every branch of the government is political. The every people in these branches, I don't care if it's the FBI, CIA, Department of Justice, they are headed by a human being, and they have their own slant of the way they look at and things. I, and you know what, that, that the, way I, the way I determine which one is is one way or the other is you go talk to them face to face a one-on-one when you do that i guarantee you will find out how they feel well you can look at their track record in their life if you look at these guys here there's people that's been that's members it. of the republican party there's people that's head that's headed republican parties in in their county and held offices in the state so uh if you can look at somebody's track record it's funny when everybody goes to the horse races Mm-hmm. that they research the horses real good before they lay their money exactly down on right. them. They, they say, well, what have they done in the last two or three years? But when they go to the ballot box to vote for people, they don't have any idea who they're voting for. Maybe we need a, they do have we a, need track a, a racing form. You remember the racing form? Oh, they yeah. talk about the odds and everything. Hey, yeah, that's they have a racing form for the candidates. You know, yeah, these are the what ones track that, that we're looking at, what the track record is, and 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 uh, and how they did the last time. And, hey, that's for sure. And you can tell by the by the odds they put on them. You can tell which ones going which way or not. Yeah, there's a lot of people right now that, uh, I'll be honest, to, to unseat an incumbent, it's difficult. Oh man, they are. Artie, I tell you, he's he's been in in a race where he tried to unseat a uh, an incumbent. Uh, I'm trying to think of Donnie's Tyson. last. What was Donnie's last name? It Copeland. Copeland, who tried to unseat uh, Janet uh, English. We were trying to unseat Obamacare in the state of Arkansas. Yeah. Is what Donnie mm-hmm. Copeland and I was trying to do, and, and we he got lost real close. As well. Yeah, I lost by 800 votes on a three-county district, and he lost by like 500. Yeah, votes. he it was very close. So there was him a too. handful of votes that well, could have. Have y'all made seen the difference. polls now? 
I've seen some of the polls. Which ones? Do you believe all of the polls that you're seeing? No. You know what I believe? It's what? crowds. When you go, you go to these, you go to these events, and it's you're turnout. The, see the turnouts, just like the, just like Trump. You see the turnouts on these, and you see people coming from another room that was in another meeting, and they come over to this room to listen to a candidate. I'm going to tell you what, that's pretty, pretty powerful. Whenever that person, that other candidate, they can only draw maybe four or five people around, and the only thing he's got, or that candidate's got, is a TV commercial. That's a lazy way to do it, yeah. in my opinion. It, it's effective because it, it goes with the low-information voters. Because they, yeah, they and there's show, a lot of them. And there's a bunch of them. <laughs> don't there's believe, a lot of don't them. Don't believe those TV commercials because sometimes it's just like any shiny object. You know, it may be, it may be uh, kind of has some, uh, what do you call it, faux pas. Well, so, some of the, the problem is that that's just where we are in America is we have so many low-information voters. We care more about football or American Idol or whatever it might be. And – we can't even name our own government officials who are passing laws that authorize government to hurt us. Exactly. I know this might be weird, but you can you can be really hooked into all those other shows you just talked about mm-hmm. and still and still be engaged and still be engaged. Mm-hmm. There's 24 hours in a day. I'm just telling you. Now, if you're if you're sitting up and watching uh, uh, reality TV every day and just filling your mind with honey boo boo. I don't want you voting anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Well, and, and, and that's one of the it's things is that, that some people say, well, just go out and vote regardless of who you vote for. No, I want people to actually think <laughs> well, if you don't know who you're voting for, don't vote. <laughs> you, you need to know what the issues are important to you. I mean, what is important to you as protecting unborn children in the mother's womb is that important to you mm-hmm. i mean what is important to you is is the freedom to choose your own health care uh, as far as it, the insurance that you use or the insurance companies that you or the policies well, or, or, or that you want to buy or the practitioners you use or or many other re- things how about religious freedom is religious freedom uh, important to you so you need to know what's important to you and then you need to know where the how about your money people stand on that's is your, is your, is now your money you're, now you're is, your, is your money important you know to what's you? important to me that gas prices yeah that groceries that you're yeah. going to buy yeah. that's important is that talk important about to your you? children well, then and you're going to vote yeah, and that, your children does, yeah. does those the, are the things that these voters are going to vote right. on does, they're does, looking at those prices just soaring and it's going four dollar a gallon gas do bother you what about five dollar a gallon diesel or five yeah. it's more than five twenty really expensive for diesel i think the cheapest i've seen for diesel recently is like five fourteen or something i'm still paying 2.99 for gas but i i've got one of those flex fuel vehicles and i love it man you're, you're getting the e85 yeah the e85 gas and i've been burning does it in fact it's been putting in gas cans putting back trucks it, just so i can go does long it way. does it work as good as regular gasoline no. no if what happens you may get a little bit lower gas mileage mm-hmm. but uh you know i'm not getting 30 miles a gallon i'll get about 14 15 mm-hmm. miles a gallon 15 at the most if right. flat ground but you know especially when i'm traveling so how does flat. that compare to regular gasoline regular gas i, I can see one or two or maybe three miles per gallon better more, better but uh for the most part uh the e85 is is it burns fine i mean well that's going to be going up because this this year corn's you know, going to go up the feds are come out deciding on how much corn we're going to grow this year <laughs> and uh it's the lowest in, in many years so uh 
they're going to raise the prices of E85 on the pump by growing less corn this year. You know, the government does decide what the farmers grow every year. You know, that's exactly right. Anytime the government's got, got their hands on it, you know as well as I know that they're going to they're going to manipulate it, especially with this administration. They're going to manipulate it where you're going to stay home. And they're going to make it where you want to stay at home. Well, they will, well they, want, they want you to drive an electric car. Yep. All right. 18 minutes after 6, first break. Let's do that. PI Roofing, they want to do your roof for you. They want to do it right for you. They want to fix it so that they're going to tell you right up off the very beginning, 10-year leak-proof warranty, 25-year warranty on the entire roof. And that means that's the last roof you'll probably put on your your house because most of you won't have the same home that you have now, 10 years from now, and almost for sure will not have the same home that you have right now 25 years uh, from now. So uh, you talk to Joel Johnson, talk to his wife, and uh, they'll be sure that they do it right. And uh, up in the Cabot area, you know, Austin, all that area up there, where we had so much hail a few weeks ago, uh, they're still, I'm still getting calls now. Used to be I never got phone calls from roofing companies. Now they're calling us and saying, we're going to be in your your area of the uh, the woods uh, tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Ellswick, we'd like to come out and look at your roof and make sure it's in good repair. And here's all I say. Uh, well, PI Roofing replaced my roof several weeks ago. I, I don't need you to come by. And they don't even say thank you for your time. They just, I just hear click. And then I, they move on to the next sucker at that point. Uh, go with a roofing company that's been around for over 20 years that uh, is going to give you the service that you you need that's going to stay and finish the job. It's not coming from an out-of-state area and going to screw you. Don't let that happen to you. Call PI Roofing, 501-770-3551. That's all you got to do. Or go visit them online at piroofing.com. All right, so let's look at some of the uh, the polls that are out there right now. All right, be interesting. Uh, the uh, the Hendricks poll with uh, Talk Business and Politics have uh, in the uh, lieutenant governor's race have uh, Leslie Rutledge leading right now by 40%. In second place is uh, Senator Jason Rapert at 11. At uh, 8.5% is Greg Bledsoe. 4.5% Chris Beckett. Well, I'll tell you back, Judge Wood is at 7%. And then uh, you got Doyle Webb uh, at 4%. And undecided at 25%. That's a, a, a large undecided uh, a group, and that's not the biggest undecided group in the polls that we'll talk about. But Leslie's got to be concerned here. I got to believe that I think she thought she could win without getting into a runoff. And in a runoff, everything's up for grabs at that point because you got to sprint to get to the runout. You got to get your voters out there because. Yeah. It's uh, that's the biggest thing. Now, you've you've got to let people now, know there's only 807 people that they poll. <laughs> yeah, but a, that's a pretty good sized poll for Arkansas. It depends on the demographic and where you poll. Right, from. you can re, that can really be skewed. But if it's, but that's still a pretty good sized chunk. Yeah. All right, in the same uh, poll for U.S. Senate, John Bozeman leads all uh, everybody who's after him. He's got about 45 percent. 
Uh, Jake Beckett is at 19%. And I want you to think a second. How much money has been spent for the Beckett campaign by the uh, some of the PACs that are out there? Big, big, I mean, over $800,000. Yeah, the, the, just that one guy, a uh, Chicago guy, put, put eight hundred thousand dollars in yeah. the campaign and, paid and now for there's another group that's throwing big money up uh jam morgan is at 16 and a half percent and uh heath loffice i guess he's the is he the is he the independent no, he's, 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 he's a republican, republican yeah uh, he's at one and a half percent about 18 percent undecided so you know john just needs to pull you know about 5.1 percent of that 18 percent off into his column Remember when I, when this race started, I said that the Beckett supporters and the Morgan supporters would cannibalize each other, and that's what it looks like they're do, that they're doing. I think that uh, once Jan Jan has three commercials, TV commercials that be starting today, and I think that if they, because there's a lot of people that don't know Jan, and that's the biggest thing, but I believe that they'll do that, uh, and I look for the TV commercials on all the candidates. It's going to be solid. You're not going to be able to watch your shows that you like. You can't <laughs> listen to my show anymore now. I mean, <laughs> so many people who the, the advertising we're getting political here uh, at uh, The Answer, people are asking to be on my show because I talk politics all the time. So uh, they're buying their, their advertising here. And they asked, what do we do, Dave? And I said, you got to expand the breaks. That's right. You got to get them all in because they're not going to want to be on any other any other show, then play them on my show. Just I'll, I'll have less to talk and about. And the voters, don't wait till the last minute. You need to get out and research the candidates, okay? Just because they And put don't out do it by watching TV commercials. Yeah, right. right. That's you different. Or listen to radio you know, commercials. Look, go to these different political events. Talk to them yourself. A lot of them will talk to you. Sure they will. Especially the local races. They're they'll, very, they'll very approachable. Right. A lot. Some, some, of them, some of them are not very approachable, but some of them are. A lot of them will talk to you. And don't be afraid of them. If you see Ask the re- questions. If you see a Republican on on MSNBC all the time. Do what? So if you see a Republican on MSNBC all the time, you got a problem. <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> you got well, a problem. But, but but seriously though, <laughs> ask them questions. Figure out some questions to ask ahead of time. Ask them for specifics. What do you, which which part of government do you want to cut? What what do you, what is your what is your plan? How are you wanting to handle various different situations? Ask, ask them, them conservative questions. Ask right? and that's a conservative question. Most people won't say, you know, how much government do you want to cut? They'll say, how much taxes do you want to cut? That's uh, a whole. I, that's well, a different question. It, it is a different completely question. different. It is a different question because what the what what a lot of these republics kind of. Um, conservative socialist republicans they want what they want to do is they want to cut taxes but expand government so what they're doing is what they're, taxes it's kind of, do they want to it's cut? kind of a shell game they'll 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 move the shells around and maybe they'll cut a small tax here and raise another one over here and and what you don't realize is that they're actually playing chess and, and they realize that this little tax they're going to raise right now won't, won't make a big difference Replace today about four but but in but in maybe four or five years that tax may just dwarf the little one that they cut. Okay, so look at this. This is an interesting one. Treasurer of state. Most people probably say, so, you know, well, it, they're the people that keep things going, all right? <laughs> they're people make sure people's pensions get paid and things of that nature. 30% right now support state representative Mark Lowry. Only 12% uh, are uh, supporting state senator uh, Pinch. 
and 58 percent undecided undecided and they don't know who that's one because of them they don't know. they never heard of them. right well i think it's, it's one that's one of those races that people don't really understand and so the what, what does the treasurer do well, he handles the money of the state. Takes which, a picture with me holding a bunch well, of money. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, he he's the guy that sits there in the in the on the second floor of the state capitol, and they have this big old vault where you can walk in and you can and they've got what about a million dollars cash that you can sit there. Yeah, and, I tell you what, and look you at and, I tell you what you need to know about your candidate, or what are they willing to fight for, and what kind of principles do they represent? Now, we watch these people vote on bills. We watch them leave a room when they don't want everybody to know how seconds. they want them to vote. But Act you like need to ask these people, call. what are you willing to do for, uh, you know, to protect unborn children? What are you willing to do for the main issues? All right. Pick it up when we come back. we got news right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show, The Answer. All right, back with you, and uh, we got some other races I want to talk about. Before we do that, let me remind you about Pat Davis. He'll save you money for health insurance, 30%, 50% on your health insurance. Then uh, he'll help you not have to pay all those co-pays that you have to pay. You go see the doctor, and they'll not ask you for, you know, 25 50 75 $100, $100 just to walk in for three minutes and hear him say, oh, you're fine. Uh, the other thing that will not happen is uh, under under uh, Pat, he's going to get rid of a lot of those big deductibles you got. I mean, f- let's think about this for a moment. You pay, let's just say, $500 a month for your health insurance, and that's fairly good now. And then you go, wow, I only pay $500. What do you pay? Well, I got to pay you know, $900. Okay, well, what's your deductible? And the guy who gets pays five hundred says, "Well, my deductible is ten thousand dollars." A house, you know. And so you, here's what you say: You go, "Well, at least I get to use my health insurance." You probably don't even get to touch your health insurance. Yeah, I haven't used my health insurance since the last time I drowned. That's the way. I mean, that's the way it goes. Yeah, don't don't be drowning again. All right. Talk to Pat Davis. Let him work all of these different, uh, you know issues that i'm talking about your deductibles your co-pays all of that is very important to factor into what you're paying he can save you fifteen thousand dollars a year just getting you rid of co-pays 501-605-6935 of his number or go to yourhealthplanman.com all right move on other races that are out there and 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 we we haven't seen any numbers on these but they're going to be races that we're going to want to watch uh you got brian king trying to take back his senate seat that he lost to uh bob ballinger a couple of uh, four years ago and uh that's turned into a real downy brook and uh it's going to be interesting this is a race that i honestly believe it all depends on turnout do you turn out the people who say they're going to vote for you? If you do, then you have a shot. And that's and that's I think that's a really hard district up there because the the population is sparse and so it's lots and lots of driving, lots of door knocking. It's got to be done and just it's it's a hard. I think that's going to be a hard district. And both are good campaigners. Both of those guys are. As a lot of it is how the district was drawn out and what area are you from? Mm. I mean, uh, you know, Sturge. Oh, you know, he's, he's from Batesville. Now, we just jumped we just jump to another race, all right, <laughs> uh, between Sturge and Payton. For example, Sturge is from Batesville. 
and that's the largest town in that district. And that's so, where you're going to get most your. That's where the most votes come from. So when they draw, whenever they draw those districts, it, it, makes it a, is important. But I heard that Sturch is not loved by the people up in that that area because well, of what he voted to do up in that area as far as what was south it? side yeah there was yeah a, a south side wanted to uh incorporate to keep from getting drawn into they didn't want to be annexed uh, didn't want to be annexed and, and they uh, ended up getting annexed and they ended up getting annexed but you know, he was running against linda linda was sick and uh linda won every she won every precinct up in that area except baseball except proper Bates and that's Moss. where that's where if if you're for uh Oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that's running Peyton. If you're for Peyton, you need to get out there and knock on those doors. And, and you got to get a certain percentage of those Batesville. That's right. I mean, look, French Hill understands he's not going to win Little Rock, but he wants to win maybe Slane County. A, a, so, well, he wants to win a certain percentage of Little Rock because right. he knows he can offset what he loses by going to Saline County and some of the right. the out the outlying areas. Mm-hmm. I mean there's there's a little bit of science to this stuff. He got helped uh in that race in the general election by how they paired off just they just took a little bit off and put it up in one and took a little bit off and put it in four and uh, that that helped too. That that redistricting helped a lot of yeah. these candidates, and it hurt some others. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's go and talk about Mary. All right, Mary Bentley. But, you know, Mary yeah. Bentley. They right. they literally took her out of her whole yeah. area right. she's been representing for years. Yeah, from right. what I understand, it's like it's like they just they carved her out and put her with a whole new district. Yeah, it sounds like that's kind of how it how it all worked. And, you know, you out of the major town that you live in, <laughs> you know how. There's politics. Yeah. Didn't we say there's politics involved when in you, everything? When it's the governor who's calling the shots, basically, that's why a lot of politicians try to stay, at least stay on his good side. Don't get on his bad side. Now, you don't have to support everything he does, but if he has something that he is really adamant about, you might think about, mm, do I want to vote against that or not? Yes. That's where you find out if you if – you, have a career politician representing you or not, or if you have some someone that uh, is going to support the people in their district. I had a representative one time when we go all the way back to the tire bill. It grows government, grows taxes, mm-hmm. grows fees, and it's like we don't need another branch of the government that right, we but, don't uh, have. But it, but it enriches somebody. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm calling all my representatives. One of them says uh, – I'm voting for the tire bill. I have a, you oh, know, Lord, I have a brother. I have a brother. I have a brother-in-law that's in the tire business, and he says it's good because it's yeah, going to put out all the make more money. Yeah, it's going to put out all the little people who won't have it in competition. That's what government does. But I had another one that was less honest that said, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And right up to the last minute, he votes with the governor and 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 growing government and raising more fees and taxes. Or and then you catch people. up with them and you say, "Well, why did you vote for?" 
Well, you see, I learned some things at the very end that just swing. What, what, what were they? Well, I learned some things that you know. Well, tell just me, which me. things did you learn? They, you just, won't get that answer, yeah, that's man. That's what I'm saying. You know, is that, there's more important the, issues or the, or out there. Or farm and, you know, we told had to lose this way, one or, to gain the more important issues. I mean, there's some real good lies they can tell. I got to be to a meeting in 15 minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I was out there with. I was in the barn, and Mister Ed gave me the inside oh. scoop. Yeah. Yeah. And the, so government is growing, and uh, vote for the eighty to one shot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you want to win big? You want to win big? <laughs> yeah. And but, uh, and you know what? It wasn't as efficient as they said it was, and it's cost more money than they thought it was uh, going um, to. Imagine. It always works that uh, way, doesn't go, it? They're having to rob money from other departments imagine to keep that. it afloat. Imagine that. I can't Let imagine. me tell you what. <laughs> Joe of Joe's Garage and Duck of Duck's Garage actually went over and talked to several state senators about it and said and showed them where it was not going to save money and they had a way of doing it that would save money and they went the other way because their buddies made money exactly. not joe and ducks but the the, the, hey, the elected go- officials the governor has known that he's running for president for a long time and he is running for president and he's trying to look like you know uh, uh evergreen you know leaf licking environmental <laughs> a enthusiast you know and hey i help the environment i love arkansas but you can do what's right without growing government and raising taxes well so uh, we know so, that so hey hey you remember the hog farmers oh yeah up there in northwest arkansas yeah remember the hog farmer yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, this race has been going for a long. He's been running for president for a long time. Long he has time. been he has been campaigning for president for the last eight years. You just look at the track record. He wants to be environmentally friendly. He d- wants to make small changes and not big changes. He Always wants to be small. Pal- he wants to be palatable to both Democrats and Republicans. And you know, you look at the you well, look at the uh, what we have right now in surplus. Not the one point four billion that went into that emergency emergency fund, you know, the disastrous fund. But you look at what we got now. We're nearly sitting on a billion dollars again. Yep. This year isn't over yet. Nope. So what does that tell you? I tell you, maybe we're charging too much in taxes. So can we just eliminate the income tax pretty easy? Or the, because or, or we the charge too tax, much or sales with. tax or get, get rid of some of these. But we need to shrink government. Government is still way too big. I agree. In, in spite of the fact that we've got these huge surpluses, government is too big. If you want to get rid of income tax, you've got to get rid of the spending. I've never – look, when I run my budget, if I'm spending X amount of dollars, I've got – to make X amount of dollars to be able to continue. I I can't do like the government can, and neither can you just keep on maxing my credit cards and just go out and get a new one and max it up, too. just doesn't work that way. A lot of these agencies have got tons of federal money coming in. We have got tons of federal Especially money. Especially after yeah, the We COVID don't have stuff. a revenue problem in this state. <laughs> we are a we debtor state. We have a spending state. problem. Well, we're a debtor state, too. We're a debtor state. The problem is we are addicted, so... As I'm looking, talking about these races, I'm thinking about who will stand up to big business and big money on the values, sure. on the issues that are important to me. And, you know, I have not been the biggest Jason Rapert fan in the world because where he stood on Obamacare and how he voted. But I do believe that he'd stand up to the governor, the president, 
or anybody else when it comes to abortion. When it comes up sure. to abortion, no, yeah, I, Jason I Raper has it? proved that that issue is more important than his career. Do you I think, agree I think that, you're Paul? right. I think you're right that Jason Raper is hardcore on that issue. I think he's pretty hardcore on homosexuality um, and some other things that I appreciate him about social um, issues, so, social issues that, that I appreciate him about. Um, I, I think he's um, like, like you said, he's got some issues with spending that, that we would disagree with. He, he likes to grow government a little more than what we would. He's got a little prefer. Keynesian in him. Yeah, I think he does. I think he likes to, he wants to, he wants government to quote unquote, help the free market. And that's not what free market means. We don't need government to to help well, the free market. We need the government to protect us when our, our rights are being violated. First hour is in the books almost. we got to take a break and then come back and finish up our last segment for the uh, 6 o'clock hour. Got a lot to talk about today. I didn't even start off with the topic I was going to talk about today. <laughs> we started off with the election. Holy cow, it's been a... 45 minutes of nonstop discussion about that. We'll take your calls as well. 501-823-0965. Dave Ellswick Show here on The Answer. All right, we got 10 minutes left here for this hour on The uh, Dave Ellswick Show. I hope that you had time to sit down for, you know, the fastest two minutes in sports on Saturday. And got to watch the Kentucky Derby. Did you watch wow, that? Eighty to one. I didn't get to see it. Dude, but I that, heard about. It. I heard you that know, there's a, a lot of luck in winning that race. A lot of people won't admit to that, but there is. And those those horses were running one of the fiercest times ever. I mean, it was a all out sprint going on as far as the Kentucky Derby was uh, concerned. And when they came down the straightaway. Why the horse that had was there was a horse that had the winner blocked in, and he moved to the right to move closer to the to the rail. And when he did, it was like if you're a halfback, you've been given the football, and you come around the corner and you look straight ahead, and there ain't nothing but green there, and so you see him to run faster. That's what happened to that horse. He just dropped it in the gear, and he passed everybody at the very end. I mean, uh, it was it was an amazing, amazing finish. And I'm a big, yeah, I'm not a big gambler. I didn't have any money on it. Somebody asked me, well, how much money did you make? I said, I didn't make any money except for the excitement that I got <laughs> out of watching watching that race because my 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 mother was raised in Louisville. My my brothers were too. And when they retired, my mom and dad, they lived two blocks from the Downs. So I used to go Downs all the time, just watch the horses run. Mm-hmm. I love watching them run. I love to watch them run. Horses love to run. And it's just cool to watch them get out there and compete against mm-hmm. each other. And that's what they did on Saturday. And that was a great race. If that didn't get your blood flowing, man, your heart's not ticking. Yeah, you I'm just the, telling you. These big horses and they're thundering down there. They're thundering, got yeah. to root for the underdog. And 80 to 1 odds yeah. pretty, winning the race. I mean, you know, for every dollar you bet on that, right, on that horse, you won $163.60. That's not wow. bad. That's not bad. I'm You're not exactly a gambler, right. but I do like to see the underdog. That'd be win. a lot of money. Somebody put down just 100 bucks. You walked away a very happy camper that day. He may have went down Dixie Highway and Bought everybody I tell dinner. You who won is the one that own, the people that own the horse because the the breeding rights and oh right uh, yeah you uh, end for up that horse is, is it a stud yeah they yeah. just made they just made a bunch of money and guess where that horse came from I lived in Lexington for a year and worked radio there 
and help resurrect an old talk station there. And uh, I lived uh, not in Lexington because Lexington is tax city. It really is. It's it's Maltese tongue city <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and uh, I lived out not in Versailles. I lived in Versailles. <laughs> All right, it's Versailles, Kentucky. And the guy who won that race is the farm, the stable out there is in Versailles, Kentucky. The only other claim to fame that they've had, basically, I guess Cigar came from that same area, but uh, is Johnny Depp. Johnny mm. Depp was raised in Versailles, Kentucky. So anyway, that's that's kind of an interesting yeah. sidebar story. But uh, there's some beautiful horse flush out in Versailles. Mm. Really are. Well, somebody yeah, that guy made some money. He made some money that just night. to get in that race cost you fifty grand, fifty thousand wow. dollars to run. But if you run and you win, you win one about right. one. You won a little bit over one point eight million dollars. <laughs> wow! You know, wow. any horse that even enters the race, uh, yeah, you're you probably going to get some way up in price if it what, even makes it twenty yeah, yeah, horses raced at yeah, fifty thousand yes, dollars each. Stud yeah. fees if you get a horse in that that's, race, that's it's probably going to be good. No, that's not bad. You better you better believe in your horse, I'll say that much. They're hoping to, to sell them. You're they'll right. Make that, they'll make that money back when they, whenever you know they breed the horses or whenever they sell the horse. I mean, any horse that makes a Kentucky Derby is a good horse. Next year, I don't know if it's in the fall or the spring. It seems like it's in the spring. Go to Keeneland. Keeneland is the racetrack over in Lexington. And that's where they have to sale to buy the the three year olds uh, or two two year olds and one year olds. So you could you think these would be the horses that are going to be the winners of the future? Let me tell you what. There's some money switches hands there. You get Saudi princes flying in to buy horses, Japanese businessmen, and, to, and all kinds of stuff. Doing. But like I said, they do their research. Yes, they do. they'll do. You know, oh, they know, they the know who the, the squires yeah, and everything are. You better right. believe they it. They do the research. They know the track record. They know their. They know what their ancestors have done. But but people go to the ballot box and vote vote <laughs> right. for people they have no idea. It's who almost it is. like that's the, almost like the legislators. They don't read the bills. And they said, I asked them. I said, Well, why did you vote for the bill? I says, Well, because he because he, he said if I vote right. for but his, he, he'll vote for mine. You know, there's there's right. a constitutional there's a provision. Of, there's a lot of back scratching yeah, that, that's, that's annoying but there is a constitutional requirement that they read every bill three times on the house floor and the senate floor oh, yeah, they're, I don't know. I, they're, they're supposed to they're supposed to do it on the and both ends of the house and and they just don't do it they do the emergency the clause. the, the, yeah. Ar, the arkansas constitution is incredibly clear they just don't follow it that's exactly right you know we brought up the tire bill and my legislator that said he was he was against it against it against it against it until the day he voted for it and i texted him every day and uh, but I asked him at dinner like six months later. We were having dinner at a at an event, and I said, "Did you read that bill?" And he said, "Hardy, you know we don't read those bills there before." Was, that was like now, I think that bill was nearly He's forty pages long. You know, Richard McGrew told me he said thirty one. Thirty one is that what it ended up being? Okay, uh, <laughs> that all okay. Rich, uh, Richard McGrew told me he said uh, he said I. He promised his people that he would read every bill. Good, and until he, admitted, he got there. He admit, let me tell you, he admitted in a meeting that we had that he said, I lied. And they said, not intentionally, just, I just no way I could read that many bills. Well, I never bills. realized, well, he probably said, how many bills are presented. So, so yeah. I, I would, I he would. need to be running. I don't think I would make that promise, but I think a reasonable agreement, a promise to make 
would be that I will read every bill that I vote for. Because if you if you choose not to vote on something, that's different. But if you vote for something and you haven't read it, that's a problem, I think. Is it grow government? <laughs> what was that uh, that guy's name? Start with an M uh, out there that he was a, he was a representative or senator out there up in Washington D.C. that that he was a Democrat, and he said if he can't go back and explain why he voted a certain way on a bill, you're talking about Mansion. Yeah, imagine he mm-hmm. he went back and he said, if I can't go back to my constituents and explain why I voted for that bill, I shouldn't probably vote for it. Right. No, I I, I agree. I think that's that's one of those things that I want legislators who will who will vote and then go back and explain why they voted for various different bills. Have you ever been the, in the at the um, during the during the main session? At the Capitol, and they'll batch these bills. Oh yeah, and vote for twenty at a time, maybe. Yeah, like seriously. Yeah. A lot of times it's appropriations bills, but I want them to debate the, to debate those as well. It takes seventy five percent to to pass those appropriations bills, and from what I gather, there's almost zero debate on a lot of those bills. And then all read. those in favor say aye. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> Let's go to lunch. Nay, nay. Well, right. they show nay. a tote board. That's a good thing that they show a tote, tote board of how they vote. Oh, sure. But the thing sure. is, they don't show, they don't show, they don't like do he's that. talking about the bundling of the bills. The bundling. Yeah, you but don't they don't do that thing. in, they don't do that for the most part in the committees, and that's where bills go to die. That's where it either dies or lives. Right? That's right. If the bill dies, a lot of times you don't have, you don't have any idea who voted for it. Or right. against it. Or Gotta take a break. Room. Shh. Zip it. All right, <laughs> got to take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick you. Show. Stick around. We got another hour with these guys on uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Continue as we move into the second hour of a Monday show, the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM, The uh, Answer. Got uh, Wayne Beach here, Artie Hopper, Paul Calvert, Power Panel, join me. Next week, I think Tim Lim will be back with us, Dr. Lim be back. We'll get Mark Pellegrini back on as well here in the next uh, uh, couple of weeks as well and uh, bring them into these discussions. So over the weekend... There was a hue and a cry going up. I mean, Senator Elizabeth Warren, one of the biggest ones. I mean, she I'm going to tell you, she looks deranged right now when she's out talking about this whole abortion thing. Pocahontas. She's just going crazy out there. <laughs> crazy. She's doing her cray-cray thing. 
And uh, the bottom line, she's saying that she was all behind the people showing up and and uh, basically protesting in front of the justices' houses and things of that nature, which is legal as long as you don't stand on their private property while you're doing it. You can be out on the street or whatever. But one uh, uh, newspaper actually reported the truth. You know, you would have thought thousands of people were going to show up at these uh, justices' houses. There was less than 100. That's that's typical. Less than 100. <coughs> Excuse me. But I believe they had to they had to, <coughs> to move some of them to different locations because they were afraid for their life. But I mean, all I'm saying is that you it's would have thought out, that you right, would think right. that thousands of people were turning out. When you just got a few hundred people, I mean, look, you're looking in the area of Washington, D.C. alone is how many millions of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a cesspool of corruption, too. It's But and it's it's, it's the, the thing is that if people will still want to kill their unborn children, they can move to a state where they oh, allow it. But they don't believe that. They Here's what the left thinks right now. And if you believe this, I'm just telling you, you're wrong. OK, you're wrong. If they overturn Roe v. Wade and uh, and, every, and everything that was being considered, all it means is it goes back to the way it was when I was 19 years old in 1973. That's what it means, which is states will determine what they do with abortion within their jurisdictions, their borders. Right, right. All and right. so just, just like right now, if you commit rape or murder or theft, I think generally it is a state issue. The state determines how you will be punished, if you will be punished, where you will be punished, when you will be punished. It is a state issue. I don't want the federal government determining these things anyway. They made abortion a national right. They did. They made it a national issue. In the abortion debate in 73. Well, murder, I mean, there should be a position on murder. Well, there is a position. But but the thing is, but the determination of, of... what happens to you is determined by the state. Exactly right. So, right. And, you know, and the governor the came out saying that, you know, now both the Republicans and Democrats are saying we're going to pass a national law that will override everything. So the Good Republicans luck. are saying that we're going to pass a national law to where it's national, that it's against abortion nationwide. The Democrats are saying we're going to pass a law where women have the right to an abortion nationwide. So both of them are going back and forth. And the governor is on record. On TV this weekend, saying that basically, you know, I'm going to be a moderate, and I believe it in states' rights. I think that has some litigation, but when it comes to life and death issues, there ought to be a national law about life and death issues. This people are downplaying the life of unborn children, and it should be protected by this country. It's not a choice; it's a child, and everybody needs to understand that. It's a, it's this is this we don't have a bill of feelings we have a bill of rights, right? And that's that's what we sure. have to do. Sure, and and the, but the thing is, I think this is a jurisdictional issue. Just like there's a lot of things that are appropriate for government to do, but a lot We're of those things, life. right? I, I don't want the federal government to, to to be involved in some of these things. I think murder is absolutely wrong. We absolutely should prevent murder and punish people who, who commit it's it. Abortion, murder. And, and that's and that's the thing is, and that w- do we want the federal government to be uh, to have jurisdiction over a local murder case? So if if two people in Little Rock here 
um, get in a fight and one of them kills the other. Do we want the federal government involved in it? I they don't. Come, they do. They come involved. They, they do, try, and they, they should. Try they, they, they do, and they general. I think generally speaking, they should not get involved. I think this should be handled by the local prosecutors and the local judges, and I think that that's where it should be. And the fact is, it, we know that the federal government gets involved, um, and they mess things up. They're, the federal government did get involved in abortion, and and sixty million um, children later. Um, Dead maybe, children. Dead children later, correct. Um, maybe we're going to see an end to the federal um, intervention that uh, that basically paved the way for millions upon millions of dead children. You know, I've been saying all along, guys, we're a slave to the federal government when it comes to the budget of the mm-hmm. state of Arkansas. Sure. And if the they come up with a national law that's like Massachusetts' new law, then we're going to find out if – what kind of politicians we have? In which state. which which law yeah, are you we're talking going about? To find a, a abortion law. The abortion. Okay. The, yeah. the the one where you can you can um, go ahead and let your child die after it, they're born. That's yeah, Maryland. Any, yeah, Maryland. Maryland. And anybody can p- perform an abortion, and they're going to spend spend state state money training people how to wow. do abortions. So, uh, but uh, I, I think it'd be reasonable to just kick them out of the union. To me, that's that's up to the people Maryland. of Massachusetts. All right? right. If you if you want to have that blood on your hands. Feel free, but it won't happen here in Arkansas on, as right. long as I'm drawing breath. Right, but if if Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats have their way, there will be a national law. It ain't going to happen. People will have to choose. I hope you're right. People will have to choose if the federal money is more important than children's lives. All right, let me move on from this, and that is, let me ask you about this. You know, since Disney came out in Florida against their uh, – transgender no transgender teaching up into the third grade mm. which would it wasn't don't say gay or any of that other stuff did you notice that during this whole this whole uh, abortion decision they've been strangely silent they I haven't know, said a word have you have you noticed that disney i yeah. mean yeah disney no. disney has it could be that since they uh, rallied for making it clear that it does not respect parental rights in florida a disney company has lost nearly 63 billion dollars in market market capitalization since coming out against florida's parental rights and education bill which protects children in kindergarten through third grade from classroom discussions on sexual orientation and gender identity you know they have lost 63 billion dollars in fact uh that's billion over the last the last couple of mm. weeks, uh, they've lost eleven dollars a share. It's mm. kind of like this. I That's a lot of money, folks. I wonder who got fired. <laughs> well, if if I were if I were the stockholders of Disney, I'd get rid of that uh, grandchild of Walt Disney's and uh, remove her from whatever position on the board she has. She has cost them a lot of money and Great. their shareholders a lot of money. Yes, they have. Well, you know, you know, it's good to hear that people are putting morals before recreation. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's a promising thing there that people said we're going to vote with our pocket, with our pocketbook on what we support and what we don't sure. support. So that that is a good well. The thing. day they that came out and uh, and that that lady, uh, I don't know her name, the granddaughter made the statement that fifty percent of their characters would be. You know, at least, uh, you know, minorities and even more so would be LGBTQ plus characters. 
I called them up and said, cancel me. No more Walt Disney, you know, on my TV. Yeah, yeah, people are done. Not, people can go to the one. There's and look, and I'm the, I grew up with people the there. wonderful world of uh, Disney, okay, on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. But well, I got to believe yeah. that Walt Disney's spinning his grave right now. Well, and just, you know, people can go to Florida and they can go to the beach and rent a surfboard instead of going to Disney World. Yeah. It's just. I think it's so funny that they're talking about, well, we'll just pick up and go to to Texas. Oh, yeah, Texas. sure. That'll work. Out. Like you want to go to Texas? <laughs> yeah. so you're going to run into the same buzzsaw there that you ran into in Florida. Although you may go down around Austin or some of these other places that are. It don't matter. Are, it's yeah. still a it's whole still, lot more too. conservative than, you know, California. Yeah. As far as that's concerned. Right. All right. Quick break. Then we'll come back and talk more. There's a lot more to talk about. Uh, concerning this and yes you need to vote your principles and not you know vote just for uh, my daughter and i are it's interesting having talks sometimes to her because she's a huge disney person she loves disney she enjoys the heck out of disney and i just said you know they've put poison in the water at disney as far as i'm concerned they really really have they don't care about your kids they don't care about what your future grandchildren, you know, what they're going to be standing for. So you need to make a stand now. Don't forget about my uh, friend, uh, David Lucas. David Lucas will help you out. Now, he can help you in a lot of different ways about Social Security and, you know, putting together your nest egg you need when you get ready to to uh, be able to continue on uh, as far as uh, your retirement and right now, it's really difficult when you're looking at retirement and where you're going to end up at, because with inflation and and all the other stuff that's going on, man, right now, you got a lot of very difficult decisions to make. And one of those could be, how much would buying silver and gold offset the inflation that's happening so that my nest egg that I've already built, built up is still going to be worth what I built up for? I mean, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered as far as that goes. So to get those answers, call David Lucas Financial, uh, 501-222-3315, 501-222-3315. Buying silver and gold is different than buying stocks and bonds. I've said that ever since I started talking about this with David Lucas, and I'm going to keep on saying it, 501-222-3315. And that's Investment Advisory Service offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas-registered investment advisor. Call them today. Let them help you out. All right, let's move on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, last week when it came out that this leak from the Supreme Court dealing with Scalia and what he had written on the majority opinion uh, was only a draft, but he had written it about getting rid of Roe v. Wade overturning because it was bad law, which Justice Ginsburg even agreed with, said that it was set up to be overturned as well. Uh, and uh, the four other justices that were firmly behind it, they said that they would crack, that those justices would crack. And uh, over the weekend, Justice Thomas and Justice Roberts both spoke out at an event, uh, and both of them made it very clear that those type of techniques and tactics did not work when it came to the uh, 
to the uh, the justices. Now, I do know that it worked back in the 90s with Kennedy. As you remember, uh, Roe v. Wade was almost overturned by lack of one vote mm. uh, back in the 90s by the Supreme Court. And it was Kennedy that drew the deciding vote. And the vote that they took for that bill came after they had the big uh, uh, march for abortion in Washington, D.C., and there was like 60,000 people that marched for abortion. And it's been written about that that was what changed his mind. And uh, that's sad. I I think that that's sad that that was the case. And I I would love to talk to him and see if that's true or not. If if rights and upheavals determines law, in this country and the foundation then uh, the problem we, we, we do right. not have we, we do not we, have country well, we, we do need, not have a country we, we do not we, have law well we, we need leaders who have the spine to stand up to rioters and and i, I think that so i think one of the things that that happened with the kyle rittenhouse case there in um wisconsin um is that if if those jurors had had buckled and found him guilty I think that would have given a bad precedent for um, more rioting. But when they found him innocent, basically he had the right to defend himself when he's being attacked. That actually set a good precedent that, you know, rioting doesn't give you the right to attack people. And the fact is that people have a right to defend themselves in a righteous manner. And I I think that actually probably had a big impact on rioting. And I, because I, you notice that there wasn't major rioting, there wasn't a bunch of burning of buildings and and cars after that verdict came down. How many people went into the building or, or were arrested at the at the state at the uh, U.S. Capitol during the January sixth thing that were arrested? Do you know the number? I don't know the number. It was huge. But they within seventy two hours they found those people. They they actually issued warrants to go in and get them and and find any evidence, mm-hmm. arrest them, put them in a bad way, put them in handcuffs or whatever, sure. take them, put them in jail, strip mm-hmm. them down, and they were in a suit in seventy two hours. Wow. Now tell me one more time why they can't do the same thing, use that same metadata just like they did on that issue. Why couldn't they use it on the the BLM and the, uh, and the people when they're, when they're burning right. when they're burning cars? And I, I think it's because they just don't prioritize it. You know, the, the, they've, they've got other things they prioritize. They, they want to go chase people down because they have a little pot on them or they want to chase people down because they're speeding or because whatever else. When they've when we've got real serious crimes afoot and then they've got cops out on the side of the road chasing people down for here's for what I ask you, is it because the people that they'd have to run down are the people that have the same belief system that they have. And that may be the big issue. That is. And, and that's and that, that's. And it, and it's it's messy to deal with these people, and they're it's they, they've got attorneys in many cases, I think, and so it's a it's a messy um, process. But the thing is, though, that when you've got actual real criminals that are violating people's rights, they need to be held accountable. But no, you know, it's easier to to go out and write tickets on the side of the road and extort money from people that way. Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna tell if, you, I I learned a lot from that 2000 Mules movie. Is that that phone right there? Mm-hmm. Everybody carries one in the back sure. pocket or whatever. That sucker tracks you everywhere you go. <laughs> and they even solved a, a crime there where a little girl was shot mm. in that movie. And they did a uh, they actually did a geofence around that 
that thing and put it at the time frame, and there were three phones in that area right mm-hmm. then. Guess what? They arrested two of them, and they were gang members. Wow. And that's how that's if you want to stop the crime here in Little Rock, use those phones because everyone's got one. They don't want to use those phones. They don't want to arrest all those people. Number one, where are they going to put them at? But the state's is, got all the the county can, jails filled up. Yeah, but you only when you use that made and you just like they had a shooting last Thursday that shot through a, a house mm-hmm. over here in Little Rock, and there was some seventy year olds in there, some older people. Yeah. Nobody was on thing. You remember that? Well, what happened is that at that particular, if you know the time frame, you can do a little geofencing around there and. Find out if there's a phone in there. If there's a phone in there, right, those are the you ones that you can find out to. the number of the phone. You can find out who owns the phone. That's exactly right. You just unmask right. the thing. Yeah. And then it's just like uh, I, I can show you this. This is this is really simple. You do a star pound zero six pound, and then and then you come up, and that's your device. Every device has its own number. Mm-hmm. Y'all see that? And you can <laughs> and. And they can turn your phone on or off. They have that power. They can do mm. that, but they just unmask that number, and you're caught. Mm. Well, but, they, they right. can they can say, well, that phone was right there. They can't say, they can't identify who was there necessarily. They can say, well, this phone was in this general location at seven forty three in the morning. That's right. Well, they they can they can of course that doesn't that still doesn't give them probable cause to go arrest. A particular person. No, but it gives you it gives you a questioning that you can question. Well, that it, it it gives you a place to start. I suppose. That's right. All right. So uh, I was mentioning that Thomas and uh, Roberts were in a in, at a in a, a big uh, meeting of justices, and it was in Atlanta. Here's what Thomas had to say. Let me read what he said. He says, "We are becoming addicted to wanting particular outcomes." and not living with the outcomes we don't like. We can't be an institution that can be bullied into giving you just the outcomes you want. The events from earlier this week are a symptom of that. And then Chief Justice John Roberts speaking at the same event, and he spoke on Thursday where he called the leak absolutely appalling went on to dismiss any question that the leak would affect the Supreme Court's final decision. Quote, a leak of this statue is absolutely appalling. If the person behind it thinks that it will affect our work, that's just foolish. Well, I hope he's right. Yeah. If it affects the Constitution and the Supreme Court ruling on the Constitution, then, you know, we do not have a civilized government anymore. And you don't know if if somebody did this nefariously, which I actually think they did, and they basically they basically wanted to, to notify people where they would riot or or protest ahead okay. of time. Okay, we got to take a break. Let's get to the news, and then we'll come back for more. Sorry, ran over a little bit there at the uh, bottom of the hour, but uh, it that's a big big issue right now that's going on. By the way. The enthusiasm of voters on the left has gone down, where the enthusiasm for Republicans or the right has gone up by 2%. Now, why would that be? Well, let's consider for a moment. People that are on the right see us winning a battle that we have been fighting for 50-odd years, basically. And that that gets people excited. That gets them excited. Well, maybe there's some other things we can win, too. On the left, 
just the opposite's happening. Their enthusiasm level is going down. Well, so and, and that's important, too. Well, and, and I think that so that I, doesn't I, mean that you stay home. No, you no, go no. Well, what, I, what I'm getting at is that, that so the Democrat Party has just become crazy, lunatic, left wing garbage in the last few years. Well, it's, you don't know that with, with this whole thing of, of uh, getting rid of Roe v. Wade, they're going to make it illegal for for. Uh, you know, marriages between black and and, and whites. You, you, I've, heard some, make, I've heard some. I've heard some. They're going to yeah, make that illegal. The, the absurdity of that. I, I can know. tell you about the never Trumpers out there. You better be glad that Hillary Clinton didn't pick the last three yeah. justices. That's right. This is because of Donald Trump and the justices that he picked. You know, if we win that road, they choke on saying it, but most of them will admit it. <laughs> if we if we win that, uh, they go ahead and and overturn Roe. I I can I wish that we had state legislators that we need a fireworks show, and I'm talking about a big parades and everything on this. This is a huge win. Okay, we, don't, we don't need the state legislator to do it. Legislature to do it. We can do it ourselves. You know the right to life bunch that that big bunch of folks that are in front of the uh, in front of the thing. They mm-hmm. ought to be holding a parade. Sure, out and, in front and of maybe Capitol. that's exactly what will end up happening. Yeah, I, I, I would do. hope right to life, and uh, they will have another another uh, march now yeah. and, and maybe and it may be uh, the we gotta march. wait till june yeah, gotta, gotta wait gotta, until they make it the, make the, it the official to position. basically right. the law of the land but they should do that right. we need to make it a big deal i think so i think now it is one step should have in defeat defeating abortion this is not the end step this in is Arkansas, just one in, in, another step forward it, it is i think in arkansas it will i think it will effectively end abortion in arkansas but in other states they're still going to be killing small children yeah that's very very true and but, you know if if the left has their way it will be the beginning of the battle not the end oh no it, it, will, be, and it will be the beginning they'll go back and start it all over again well, like they did before it, it, in the 60s. The and thing is, there won't be any federal funds. Whenever they do that, the federal funds go away. When the, they overturn Roe, mm-hmm. that's the end of the federal funds for abortions. Period. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know how, how that's going to play out on, on that level because it's not going – if overturning Roe v. Wade is not outlawing abortion federally, it's all it's doing is just going to, to take it. Throwing it back to the states. Yeah, which is where it ought to be. And it's, and it's, um, it's, it's going to, to simply – take it out of federal jurisdiction for understanding and that's that's where it ought to be it shouldn't be in federal jurisdiction just like if you if if little johnny steals a candy bar from the grocery store you don't want that to be a federal crime it, no. it's it's not appropriate when, when you look at government agencies and things that the government wants to do they have no business in they're the best at at heart bypass than you can ever seem because if something gets unfunded or defunded in one area They'll do a heart bypass. They'll do a funds bypass, and they'll get the money from somewhere else. Right, and so they'll. But there's been several times we've seen things that should die because it was defunded. They'll figure out some other way to fund fund it. Right, and so they they can they can classify it as health care of some sort, and it'll go through Medicaid, Medicare, something of that nature. Those addendums onto abortion bills that say just you know you can't have an abortion for. You know, if the life of the mother is is yeah, or, they'll, thing, or they'll, is what do they consider 
life of the mother. Right, and and they'll and they'll maybe tweak that by saying for the for the health of the mother, and then they then it just really opens the doors up, and so then they'll just they'll broaden that to say mental health or yeah, psychological health. That's what I'm health. saying. And, and then then all then the door because words and meetings, right? The floodgates you are open. Can't at open that point. a door a quarter of an inch. Well, and, words and, and, have meaning, folks. Slope. <laughs> that's, really? that's why that's why the left is has been in the the business of changing the meaning of words forever well it just like I, I think this term gender you know if you looked at a dictionary yeah, they've from, changed it looked at a dictionary like like the the classic webster's 18 um what is it 18 um doesn't matter yeah, 1816 one of the early um, versions yeah and it, I, th- I think if you'd look up the term gender there it would be what we think of gender it's male and female it's it's what you are when you're born it is a biological issue which is interesting that the when they broke the, it down and they now make it that gender is not sex that's what they have done and which is and that's that's the problem is that when you when you take fundamental concepts that are kind of central to our society our, our culture and you tweak them to include things that that doesn't exist th- then it's it, it's a problem, just like the notion of marriage. You know, the the idea of marriage two hundred years ago is vastly different from what it is today. Even before the homosexual idea of marriage came in, but th- then you then you bring in this concept. Well, Bob and George are going to get married. No, they're not going to get you married. Can, you can no, they can't get married because that's not an option for them. You cannot take God out of society and have a society at all. You cannot take God out of it. And and. Our forefathers never intended to take God out of our culture. They never intended it. That's been a lie that's been propagated by the by the left. Yeah, if you if you believe that that the, the you know religious part of this country was not important, uh, if you believe that that is the case, that it didn't play a part, I highly recommend that you go on our Patriot tour in July. It starts July twenty third, goes to the end of July. That's faith, fathers, and freedom. I ask that you go because we're going to go to the, the Faith Museum right there in Philadelphia. And you'll read the writings of the founding fathers that included what was in the Bible in the Constitution. Right. Well, you'll find how important religion really is to the founding right. of it, this country. It doesn't matter country. if you're an atheist today, you're still benefiting from the Judeo-Christian um, philosophies that this country, this, our I'm systems glad you of say justice. I'm, I appreciate yeah, I mean, that you say Judeo-Christian because the Judeo part of that is being stricken out of our history. Well, I mean, so, so much of our concepts of justice, I think, still come from, from much of what we read they in the Old to. Testament. I mean, because well, you know, if, if we're going to figure out, you know, if we're going to decide what, what is the appropriate punishment for murder or theft or other things. You know, a, a lot of um, I think of your 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 our, our ideologies still come from from Old Testament law. It's not it's not written down and copied from the Old Testament law, but a lot of that ideology is still present. Well, that's well. the foundation of this country. If you do, if you take the Bible out of this country, then you don't have a foundation right. what a politician's best in my view a politician's best platform that he can run on is the bible the constitution u.s constitution the state constitution and that set of principles that we have i know like in the Republican party that i have changed democrats just just 
talking to them and just, you know, you believe in the power of faith in God. Yeah, I do. You believe in the sanctity of life. Yeah. You believe it's wrong to kill babies. You believe that smaller government, lower taxes. Yeah. You know what they do? As soon as I get through with that list of uh, principles that we have right there in that little book. Now, yeah, right in front of me right now. You you, I shake hands with and say, welcome to the Republican Party. Now let me tell you what the Democrats believe in. Right? <laughs> well, and, and, and then they're and, taking God and, out of all their literature. And, and they, that's, they that's, that's what kind of floors me on some level is that how is it possible that half the country is on board with the Democrat Party? They're, they're, they're out of their mind um, insane. We gave them the education system right. about that, 40 years that, ago. That, that is why. And that, we have to take it back. Ding, 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 that ding, ding. is the big thing. Um, the, 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 uh, somebody was posting on Facebook, the, what is the, I can't remember, how, do, how did he word this? The, the foundational something of the Democrat Party. And he pointed out, this was, it's, it's the education system. The education of children is, is one of the foundational um Oh, processes or or uh, me, means of power for the Democrat Party. It is the it is the education of children, and education is is probably a, a generous word for that. But it's it's the brainwashing, the the raising of children, and they're they've really been successful at using that to promote their their foolish and wicked agenda. Right. Like, let's just take the first two points of the Republican platform. All right, the power of faith in God Almighty. All right. God's not mentioned in the Democrats platform. Mm. Not at all. Not they anymore. Completely they took, take they it did out. finally take it out. Yeah. And then second, sanctity of life. Look, you can believe in life uh, that you have the, re- the reason to live the life that you've been given. Mm. But that life wasn't given after your head crowned through the birth canal. That life was given when it started. That that life started there, and I I will agree that the uh, the the female holds a position of uh, a symbiotic position with the, with the child, but there's always two two different charts when you when you have a pregnant woman, yeah. one for the woman, one for the child. There are two distinct individuals. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to get a break in. Final break of this hour. Let's find out about the Travelers, what kind of weekend that they have. Here you go. I'm Stephen Davis, and this is your Travs report for Monday. Travs were unable to finish off a road series win on Sunday. They fell at Frisco 8-2. to The six-game series ends in an even 3-3 split. Frisco jumped on Travs starter Levi Stout early and often. The Rough Riders got a two-run homer in the first from Justin Foscue. Then they added three more runs in the second inning to build an early five-run lead. And they pulled away with a three-run fifth inning. Stout settled down to be able to work into the fifth, but then Frisco scored those three runs off Stout in the fifth to build their lead up to eight. Travs' only two runs of the day came in the seventh inning on one hit, an error, a couple walks, and a wild pitch as the Frisco starter Cole Reggins went six shutout and struck out nine. Travs with the two runs in the seventh, though, snapped a 17-inning scoreless drought, but they do fall at Frisco 8-2 to two on Sunday afternoon. Travs take tonight off. They'll be in San Antonio to take on the San Antonio Missions in a six-game series beginning tomorrow night. Right-hander Stephen Kolek takes the ball for the Travs, looking to get him off on the right foot. Kolek, one win, one loss on the year. ERA of 2.88. Dwayne Matos is the scheduled starter for the Padres' double 
AAA club in the series opener tomorrow night in San Antonio. 7.05 first pitch. We've got the pregame show for you at 6.50 over on 93.3 The Fish. I'm Stephen Davis, and this is your Travs Report. All right, last segment uh, for this Monday, and then we're going to take a break, talk about your money, then I'll come back, and uh, uh, Doyle Webb's going to join me in the 9 o'clock hour today. I'll be talking to him. Nina Jackowitz has been nominated to head a new Orwellian-sounding Disinformation Governance Board, which is a board created to, quote, coordinate countering misinformation, unquote, which is clearly intended to chill the expression of ideas that the administration in power opposes. And uh, let's consider this for a moment. What does the First Amendment say? Congress Real quickly, shall make no law okay. respecting the establishment of religion. Freedom of the freedom of speech. speech religion, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. And that's exactly what this group would do you don't need a bible anymore they're going to tell you what the truth is yeah they're going to tell you so uh hey if biden well, it, says it's the truth it must be the truth well and, and so we we have gotten into this idea well we're going to let the experts determine the truth the consensus of the experts will determine the facts the, and that's that's a that's a dangerous position one to of be my in. favorite and and with paul we were talking about this earlier favorite scenes in the uh the movie 1984 is when Edmund O'Brien, now I'm talking about the 1958 version, not the 1980-something version that uh, was redone by the BBC. But uh, they take Edmund O'Brien, they found he's, you know, struck up a relationship with a woman and he's not believing in Big Brother anymore and whatnot. And they take him to the Ministry of Love which is really the ministry of torture. <laughs> They're going to torture you and make you believe what they want you to believe. Yep. And uh, Edmund and Brian is sitting there, and they got this big bright light in his face. And and uh, I forget who the actor is that plays the head honcho there at the Ministry of Love. And he looks at him, and he says, you know what we do here? We take all of what you believe and empty it out. And then we refill you with everything that we believe. And that's what's happening in our country now. It started if, back at the education system. Yes. If, well, and that's, and that's that the article. dangerous part is you, you, you get people to, to regurgitate things that everything in their senses tell them, would, would tell them that this is just simply not true. One of if, the biggest parts in that movie is when they're doing two plus two equals four, right? And no, it's five. Two plus two equals five. If Big Brother says it's five. Well, if you read that article, we've been branded already. It's called disinformers. Yeah, we're disinformers. Disinformers can be criminals, and that's the road that's going out. If you are a disinformer, charges may be brought against you later, and that goes to the freedom of religion. Sure, because if you teach. What the Bible teaches, according to Biden and the left, you are a disinformer. You're a radical. Yep. Well, you're a disinformer. What did Hillary call us? Uh, what? Hillary, what, what did we deplorables? were? Yeah, deplorables. Yeah. 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 We're disinformers and deplorables. And yeah, deplorables. That's right. Let's just put them all in jail. Just that think. Could think happen. Because, because it's dangerous to let these people be walking free. Let me let me just tell you this, and this is important, and everybody understands this. I really do believe this. 
that there is no distinguishable difference between the freedom to speak and the freedom to think. If you can be told that you can't speak something, literally they're telling you you, you can't, can't think, think it. That's right. And, uh, you know, you look at, I mean, I, I watch that, and I don't get as freaked out about 84 anymore just because it's happening. Yep. My wife had never watched it before, and she said, oh, my God. And I said, yeah. The Ministry of Truth. Yeah, it's the Ministry the- of Truth there. Now it's, you know, disinformation. They don't call it ministry. It's an organization. <laughs> or the Ministry of Thought. You can't and have disinformers out there. Ministry of Love. That, of Love. Thinking things that they Everything means thinking. the opposite. Freedom of slavery. You know, that's one of the big things that they think of. Because a, a man who's totally free is a danger to himself, is what they'll tell you. And, and that's, that's what I want the government uh, that, to do is protect me from myself. Yeah, that's right. Well, you and, got and, the, that's, and it's and always that, that, that narrative that they talk about. We're doing it for your safety. Right. And it's so and many going, oh, so many people actually believe that at this point. Like, oh, I can't. We, we can't allow people to do as they please. They'll hurt each other and they'll hurt me. And so I was like, why do you believe that? Well, it, uh, everybody knows this is dangerous or that is dangerous. Like, well, how do you know that? Well, everybody knows it is. Well, how do you know that? How does everybody know that? Well, did you see it on TV? Did, did you did you watch a movie that told you that that something is true or that electricity is something to be super afraid of or that what, what, what how did you learn these things how did you learn that that these um, things are too dangerous for you to have have responsibility for yourself if, over if you're afraid of danger we will not have any freedom left and that's, I went to the D-Day memorial this weekend I went to Bedford and saw the story about the Bedford boys that died on the beaches hmm. of Normandy if you are afraid of danger, then we do not have a country left because any freedom you have is dangerous and because you have to protect it. That's the discussion that we have to have is which, 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 well, which risks are acceptable. The reality is we have to make those determinations. All right. Just remember the three main tenets that, uh, you know, their, their country was uh, based upon. War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. Mm-hmm. You know, God God gave us a spirit of, uh, it, it, he didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of boldness, okay? And God, God didn't give us a spirit of hate. He gave us a spirit of love. God didn't give us a spirit of anxiety. He gave us a spirit of peace. And I wish everybody would kind of think about those things, because that that's that's what this is all about. But period. But to have any of those three that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. you have number one, you got to have the truth. That's right. All right, you have to have the truth. And if you don't believe the truth, then you'll fall for anything. Just what the is, way it where is. Where is the source of truth? It's the Bible. We've known that forever. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the Word of God. It's, it's really simple. And people just don't catch it. Now, so what's most important to the politician you're voting for? Is it the truth from God's word, or is it his political career? And that's the thing yes. why you say money. Who are you representing? Whenever you you get it, elected? always comes back to that main fact, doesn't it? Yeah, always. Guys, thanks for coming, Paul. Thank yes, you, R.D. Appreciate you coming in. 
These two guys come in every week. They don't make any money off of it, I'll tell you that much. Probably lose money. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, thank you uh, for coming in, too, Wayne. Appreciate you as well. All right, I'll take an hour off, then I'll be back, and uh, Doyle Webb's going to be with me. Stay tuned. There's more to come on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Nine o'clock. How you doing? Back with you for another hour. Uh, Doyle Webb will be with us at nine thirty-five. He is on his way to the station. Just heard from Seth Mays about that, so he'll be joining us. I had to talk a little bit about this uh, story that's out on uh, Fox News today. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, the the Tesla CEO, he set the internet on fire. Did you hear what he did uh, over the weekend, uh, Heidi? He said. Uh, he suggests that he want, he might die, quote, under mysterious circumstances. Now, he was talking about the Russians, all right, is what he was talking around. But some people on Twitter rushed to the conclusion that he might fear the Clintons. <laughs> and that made me laugh anyway. Uh, it seems that the CEO was uh, referencing Russia. Quote, if I die under mysterious uh, circumstances, it's been nice knowing you, Musk. <laughs> Musk, who's also the CEO of SpaceX and who recently acquired Twitter, posted on social media platform. Uh, when Musk's mother, Mae West, responded, that's not funny, her son replied, sorry, I still do my best to stay alive. <laughs> he got, got a laugh about the guy. Many commentators suggested that Musk might be afraid of former President Bill Clinton. He's not worried about Clinton, I'm just telling you, or his wife. Uh, playing off the conspiracy theory that the Clintons were involved in Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. Do you have dirt on the Clintons digital strategist Greg Price asked? Uh, Wait, what do you know about Hillary Clinton? Comedian Tim Young asked. The Clintons began trending on Twitter in part due to Musk's tweet, which garnered more than 52,000 retweets on Sunday night. Others referenced a tweet from John uh, McAfee on October 15th in 2020, in which the computer programmer and antivirus software producer stated that he had no intentions of committing suicide after he was arrested in Spain on tax evasion charges. I am content in here. I have friends. The food is good. Good. All is well. Know that if I hang myself a la Epstein, it was no fault of mine. And, um, McAfee, though, was found dead on June 23rd, 2021, of apparent suicide by hanging in his cell shortly after the Spanish National Court authorized his extradition to the U.S. Uh, Yet unlike McAfee and Epstein, Musk has not been arrested and he's not in prison. Uh, From context, it seems Musk was not referring to the Clintons as a potential threat to life, but rather the Russian government. Look, you look at what the Russian government has has done. You know that whole that whole thing back in what was it the the early two thousands, late nineteen nineteen nineties, where you had a couple of Russians dying from plutonium poisoning, and 
they found out that the the first guy died from a ball of plutonium, a ball, a little steel ball that had been impregnated with plutonium, came off the end of a uh, umbrella, the very end of the umbrella. They injected it into him, and uh, that's what killed him. This other guy, they've yet figured out why or how they got the plutonium in his system. But, the, you know, Putin seems to like plutonium. I'm just saying, it seems like he likes uh, plutonium. But anyway, he's got he's got a must Starlink satellite company for uh, has enabled uh, the uh, the Internet for people over in the Ukraine. Putin's not happy with that. You know, he wants to keep them in the dark from the testimony of the captured commander of the 35th Marine Brigade of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, Colonel Dmitry uh, Koryanov. It turns out that the Internet terminals of Elon Musk's Starlink satellite company <coughs> were delivered to the militants of the Nazi Azov Battalion and the Ukrainian Marines in uh, Maripol by military helicopters. That's what uh, Rogozin uh, wrote, according to a translation Musk posted on, on Twitter. Quote, according to our information, the delivery of the Starlink equipment was carried out by the Pentagon, uh, Rogozin added. Elon Musk, thus, is involved in supplying the fascist forces in Ukraine with military communication equipment. And for this, Elon, you will be held accountable like an adult, no matter how much you'll play the fool. The word Nazi doesn't mean what he, what he seems to think it does, Musk tweeted with the message. Musk Starlink has indeed been connecting Ukrainians to the Internet amid the uh, Russian invasion. The Azov Battalion is a unit of the National Guard of Ukraine based in Maripol in the region of the Sea of Azov. It first saw combat recapturing Maripol from Russian forces and pro-Russian separatists back in uh, June of 2014. Russia has repeatedly cited the battalion as justification for its invasion of Ukraine in a denazification effort, despite the fact that Ukraine's president, Zelensky, is Jewish. In March of 2015, uh, Dychenkov, a spokesman for the brigade, told USA Today that 10 to 20 percent are Nazis, but the ideology has nothing to do with the official ideology of the Azov. Zelensky emphatically denies the claim that the Azov Battalion fosters Nazism. Now, let me say that during World War II, the Nazis were killing Ukrainians and the Russians were killing Ukrainians. Neither country had any love for the Ukrainians, and they butchered them either way. Now, Ukrainians were killing Jews. There's no doubt about that. Back in uh, the 19, uh, late 1930s, early 1940s. Zelensky emphatically denied the claim that the battalion fosters Nazism. He said that the, the regiment is not a volunteer formation, but part of the National Guard. They are uh, the official army of our state. Anyone who wanted to get involved in politics uh, left the Azov regiment. Those who decided to serve in the National Guard of Ukraine became part of the National Guard of the Ukraine. Any previous extremism in those ranks traced back to that fact. Uh, about the uh, battalion had been a volunteer organization years ago, but much has changed since then. 
Multiple critics of the Kremlin have died in violent and suspicious ways. That's what we were just referring to. Most uh, notoriously, Alexei Navalin, a political rival of Russian President Vladimir Putin, became sick in August of 2020 after being exposed to a Soviet-era nerve agent and a suspected poisoning. The Kremlin has denied involvement in the apparent assassination attempt. It seems Musk was likely referring to a threat from Russia, not any threat from the uh, the Clintons. And I didn't think he had. I thought he was talking about Putin, and Putin likes just get to get rid of his to get rid of his uh, his folks over there, you know. And uh, Russia right now, of course, having all kinds of problems in Ukraine under attack from Ukrainian forces from the south. So, you know, they got kind of most. Uh, uh, a chunk of the Ukraine along the eastern, you know, frontier. Uh, but they have run into some serious, serious, serious headwinds over there. Now, now they have their Navy trapped in the Black Sea. And yep. because Turkey has actually joined the NATO thing and they have the access points to the Black Sea and they've basically trapped them in there. And so now you have the, the USA and some of the other uh, countries in NATO, they're having practice, they're practicing war. You know, they, they have those, uh, what do they call those, training <laughs> training things? Well, all exercises. Around, all around them now. They're, they're in Poland and all the way up and down that uh, uh, that area over there. They're, they're surrounding Ukraine. They're actually practicing war right now. They're doing the training on that. Yep. And they're and they're bringing in a lot of troops from all over the all over the world. In fact, is they brought in? Uh, I think I saw something. They brought in like five thousand uh, uh, British special forces troops, as well as uh, U.S. about five thousand U.S. troops to to uh, to practice practice a uh, war over there. And they, that's what they call it. We're peacefully doing this. Well, they 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 go over and have exercises together. That's what I'm saying. Exercise. Yeah, the thing that the thing that should have warned everybody there was a problem here and i keep pointing out about what's china up to mm-hmm. is that china and the soviet union now have had exercises together right. now why do you have exercises together because look just because you both drive a tank doesn't mean that both of you communicate the same way and so they want to learn all the the technical jargon for both sides so they know what they're doing uh, we'll we'll just have to see what's what's going to go on about that. Uh, another thing, a big thing that came out. Well, do we need we need to go ahead and get our first break in? Let's go ahead and do that because I'm looking at uh, 16 after nine. I just been told that uh, from Seth May, who runs the campaign for uh, uh, Doyle, that they will come on on another day. That they've just had some problems. So Seth says he got some wires screwed up, so. Uh, we'll hear from Doyle maybe tomorrow or, or Wednesday. You know, I'll have him have him come on one of those days. The main reason I was having Doyle on is that I wanted you to understand that today is the first day of voting for uh, for the primary. So uh, keep that in mind. So let's get a break in. When we come back in Wisconsin, a pro-life uh, office uh, was, uh, you know, turned upside down and somebody tried to burn it down there in madison but that doesn't surprise me one of the most radical lefty areas in in wisconsin 
uh, is there in Madison. So a break, and then we'll talk more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You may remember uh, last week, uh, Saki in her last week as being spokesman for the uh, the administration. She's gone now. She's gone to CNBC. That's, you know, she's taking up a job over there. And a uh, new lady has taken over uh, over at uh, the, the Biden administration. And uh, when people were asking her about uh, these uh, statements being made by uh, a lot of these different uh, pro-abortion uh, organizations about uh, marching on the justices' houses and publishing their addresses and all of that, uh, would not speak out against it and uh, weren't speaking out about you know marching against uh, pro-life uh, organizations that were being targeted by pro-abortion organizations. Well, President Biden came out today and strongly condemned the arson attack on the Wisconsin anti-abortion group uh, that occurred over the weekend. The White House released a statement roughly a day after an unknown assailant threw at least one Molotov cocktail into an office of Wisconsin Family Action, which is a pro-life activist group. President Biden strongly condemns this attack and political violence of any stripe. The president has made clear throughout his time in public life that Americans have the fundamental right to express themselves under the Constitution, whatever their point of view, but that expression must be peaceful and free of violence, vandalism, or attempts to intimidate. Uh, White House Press Secretary Saki later tweeted the president's condemnation, condemnation of the attack. Kind of interesting that she did that as one of the last things that she had. Uh, WFA President Julianne Applin told police that someone had thrown the cocktail into her offices at roughly 6 a.m. Sunday morning. The exterior of the building was tagged with the statement, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Police are investigating the incident as arson and connected it to recent uh, revelations in Washington that the Supreme Court is likely to overturn Roe v. Wade in June. The Madison Police Department understands members of our community are feeling deep emotions due to the recent news involving the U.S. Supreme Court. Madison Police Chief Sean Barnes said in a statement early Sunday morning, our team began investigating a suspicious fire inside an office building on the city's north side. It appears a specific nonprofit that supports anti-abortion measures was targeted. Notice that in Madison, Wisconsin, it's an anti-abortion group. It's not a pro-life group. Uh, The incident comes after a draft of Supreme Court majority opinion uh, from Alito leaked to the uh, press last week. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed the draft was authentic, but said it was not a final version of the ruling. Although some information that leaked this weekend is, is that the uh, five justices that all signed on to that uh, that uh, draft have not changed their mind. Alito's opinion would overturn both Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, two landmark opinions that found a right to abortion in the Constitution. So you got that going on, and people are, are attacking different folks 
another article that is out and perhaps uh, you haven't seen yet today. The protests at Justice Kavanaugh's home, uh, according to a reporter, said it was one of the scariest things that I've ever witnessed. Uh, Douglas uh, Blair, uh, news producer for the Daily Signal, explained what he witnessed at protests outside the Supreme Court justices' homes. Blair is a news editor for the Daily Signal and said the pro-choice protests outside Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh's home were, in his words, quote, one of the scariest things, unquote, he's ever witnessed. He was on Fox and Friends this morning. He called the protest an attempt at intimidation and pointed out the Biden administration's failure to condemn those uh, demonstrations. Uh, let me just read from the transcript. Blair said, this is an attempt at intimidation, and I think it really says a lot, too, that the Biden administration is willing to absolutely let these justices leave them out to dry. They're not going to say it's not acceptable for you to go to somebody's house and yell and scream. That's not how we do it in this country. I didn't see Justice Kavanaugh. My hope is that he wasn't home. My hope is that he was safe with his family somewhere else because it was genuinely one of the scariest things I've ever witnessed. Watching these people yell and scream and try and change the vote of what is most impossibly the most important vote in the history of this country, the right to live your life and to have a human being survive in the womb. So, um, you know, evidently it got pretty, uh, pretty hairy uh, watching all that. But with that said, you know, we, we dealt with this on Friday with uh, Robert Steinbach and also with Chris uh, uh uh, uh, Corbett, of course, talking about was it legal for the people to uh, demonstrate in front of the justice's home, and as long as they were doing it on public property, yes, it was. They could scream and holler and shout and bullhorn all they wanted to as long as they were doing like on a public street or on the public sidewalk, but they could not work, walk on the private property, and uh, if you saw any of the coverage over the weekend, you know that there were security forces around those homes, and they were keeping the people off of the land that belonged to uh, these groups. So it's it's just some stuff that you got to understand is going to happen. Uh, it is it's truly what's going to happen uh, in this this situation. People are going to uh, protest about all of this. So you want to keep all of that, uh, you know, up in front. It's called freedom of speech. Now I don't know if it was if it was going the other way, if that would happen. Although there have been cases where the Supreme Court has stepped in and allowed uh, uh, pro-life groups to demonstrate in front of uh, abortion clinics and things of that nature. You know, that they said that they were, uh, you know causing problems uh, for the women who uh, wanted to go into uh, the abortion clinics and, and have an abortion, and it wasn't right for them to, to have to put, uh, put up with that. But just keep, keep in mind, we have a First Amendment in this country, and that gives you uh, that, that the government should not abridge freedom of speech in any way, shape, or form. Now, they... They control it as far as you can't get on somebody's private property and do it. I mean, 
they're not going to let you get a bullhorn and stand right outside somebody's window and and yell into your house but uh, they can do it out on uh, you know on on the sidewalk or out on the uh, the street uh, there were not thousands of people there were uh, you know nearly a hundred i guess at kavanaugh's house uh, out yelling at uh, at at his home a lot of people don't even know if kavanaugh was home probably it would be my thought that he was not that he was uh, he was gone uh from uh, from his house because why would you want to be there where you're close to these people who can cause you all kinds of trouble and if somebody would happen to get a wild hair as the old saying goes and attack your house they perhaps could could breach it well you don't want to be there for that you got you got people to keep that from happening you hope that they keep it from happening you you won't want to you want to make sure that somebody doesn't molotov your house or something like that but i'm just telling you uh you know it was a highly volatile event that occurred over the weekend all right we're out of time for this half hour we gotta take a break bill o'reilly is coming up we'll see what bill has to say i'm sure he'll have some interesting comments to make about different things that have happened over the weekend and then we'll be back here to finish up the dave ellswick show for a monday uh when we return and uh, see what we have for you then here on the answer all right back i always like to share good news i have you know medical news especially there was an article i read over the weekend and i'm gonna have to get it and bring more information to you tomorrow but they honestly believe by 2025 they're going to have a cure not a treatment a treatment is where you take insulin or you take victoza or you take some other drug with it or uh, you take you know take some different medicine and you treat the disease that you have but and it helps keep it in control but it does it doesn't uh, allow the uh, uh, the disease to stop well they believe they have a cure a cure now and they're going to start uh, tests on this this year and it looks like you're going to be able to I don't know if it's by injection, by a pill that you take, but it will it would it will basically have your pancreas start producing beta cells again and produce enough beta cells that it will be able to control your blood sugar. Yes. Now if that happens, you're cured. You're cured then. And that eliminates all those all those uh People All those injections. Uh, yeah. I mean, I take three injections a day because of my type two diabetes. I take, I take, uh, you know, an injection in the morning of insulin, and then before I go to bed, and then I take uh, Victrozin as well in the morning. And you, I, a very small dose of it. And you're talking about 400 million people. That's how many people have it. Have, have type, type two, two di- in the world. In the world. That's that's big news. Yeah. Huge news. Yeah. Whoever it is that's got this. The, the big pharma people who have the the, the way of doing this cure going to make a lot of money. There no doubt about it. I'm not expecting that it's a twenty dollar shot. No, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath on that. Now here's some other good news. And uh, Heidi, this is an amazing. This really is an amazing story. Doctor Carmel Harrington, 
She's got a Ph.D. in sleep medicine from Sydney University in Australia. Her two-year-old son, Damien, died back in 1991 because of SIDS. And she dedicated herself to figuring out why. What causes SIDS? And, and people that know about SIDS know, you know, your baby goes to sleep and it doesn't wake up. Just didn't wake up. And, you know, there's been people who say, well, don't put them you know, face down on the mattress and all of that has nothing to do with that. This new study she has led has identified the first biochemical marker that will help detect babies more at risk of sudden infant death syndrome while they still are alive. Quote, an apparently healthy baby going to sleep and not waking up is every parent's nightmare. And until now, there was absolutely no way of knowing which infant would succumb to it. But that's not the case anymore, she said. Researchers led by her identified, and I can't pronounce this biomarker. It goes by BCHE as the biochemical marker that could help solve SIDS. The study found BCHE levels were significantly lower in babies who subsequently died of SIDS compared to living controls and other infant deaths. BCHE plays a major role in the brain's arousal pathway, and researchers believe its deficiency likely indicates an arousal deficit, which reduces an infant's ability to wake or respond to the external environment, causing vulnerability to SIDS. The study was published in The Lancet, and they analyzed BCHE activity in 722 dried blood spots taken at birth as part of the newborn screening program. Here's what the study stated. In recent years, the incident of SIDS has been more than halved by public health campaigns, however, despite this dramatic decline in incidence, SIDS remains the major cause of sudden and unexpected death in infants in Western countries, uh, contributing to almost 50% of all post-neonatal deaths. The study explained that widespread current belief of the causes of SIDS rests on three simultaneous factors. One, a vulnerable infant, a critical developmental period for homeostatic control, and an exogenous stressor, adding despite intensive research over the past decades, identification of any specific vulnerability has remained elusive. Harrington then said, babies have a very powerful mechanism to let us know when they are not happy. Usually, if a baby is confronted with a life-threatening situation, such as difficulty breathing during sleep because they are on their tummies, they will arouse and cry out. What this research shows is that some babies don't have the same robust arousal response. This has long been thought to be the case, but up to now, we didn't have what was causing the lack of arousal. Now that we know that BCHE is involved, we can begin to change the outcome 
for these babies and make SIDS a thing of the past. This discovery has opened up the possibility for intervention and finally gives answers to parents who have lost their children so tragically. These families can now live with the knowledge that this was not their fault. That's the biggest, the biggest uh, guilt trip of all for SIDS is that the parent thinks to themselves, if I had just done something different, and maybe it's not anything that you did. Maybe it's just a biochemical response in your own child. So uh, to be able to save a child's life is a, an amazing, amazing thing. Now that's that's just... It's just fantastic. It really so that's, is. That's another big news is that anytime I'm like you, Dave, is anytime I hear about good news about a new medical um, treatment that comes up or a cure, I'm just waiting for another cure for cancer. I, I did some reading on, uh, you know, the, the uh, ivermectin. Yes. And, I did, and they're actually doing some studies and finding that there are some cancers that actually can be treated with that ivermectin, and it stops the replication of some cancers uh it's and that that will be big news if they come out with that as well uh this we're we're seeing a whole different change in in the way we're treating this and and we don't want the government or our big farmer say you know well you have to get the jab we we'd rather have you know some good studies on on what we have we got time to do some of this but we they need to hurry in terms of uh in terms of trying to do the research. I want to see them. Uh, I'd like to see that cancer deal. They said for brain cancer and breast cancer were the ones that they were mainly looking at. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of medicines are like that. Uh, they, they are developed for one specific thing, and then they find that they're good for something else. So let me give you a good example, one that's used, and people talk about it on television, everything, Viagra. Yeah. Uh, Viagra was for people... Uh, who had, you know, heart problems, had angina. And it was a, 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 a pill to take to relieve you of your angina. Well, they found out as they were given this pill out and they were testing it, that there was a wonderful side effect to it. And, uh, well, for some people, maybe for not for all the wives out there, but at least for the price Yeah, that's when the price jumped up through the ceiling. Bottom line, they found out Viagra was a great, you know, ED drug, and they've made a gazillion dollars off of it now for that reason, not Within for what the, it was originally going to be. Found out that it wasn't all that good for angina, but it sure was good for some other things. Well, it's just like this ivermectin. I, you know, after they brought it up for the COVID stuff, then I started looking for, you know, it, how's that work? And I started looking in it. It was talking about it stops the replication, and that's of of these uh, single-line uh, um, viruses. And so I said, you know, I wonder if they're doing anything with cancer. And I, and I found some studies that they're doing now that are actually that are pretty promising uh, results on them. And uh, so, and I've, I know there's people that uh, that I've talked to that said they've they've used it for brain cancer as well as breast cancer, and that's that's uh, that's exciting to hear that. There's a lot of things that can happen. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of things, a lot of drugs that are for some something else 
that they find out is are good for uh, some other disease. I mean, there's there's been many drugs that have been that way. All right, let's get our final break in. Then we'll come back and finish it up for a Monday. I have rescheduled Doyle Webb. He'll be on with us on Wednesday at 9 a.m. You know, I I read about other states, and I'm so happy that I don't live in those states, that I don't have to deal with some of the things that they have to deal with. You know, in Pennsylvania, I think that's a perfect example of a state that I'm glad I, I don't live in. Uh, the front runner for a Pennsylvania House seat is a Democrat socialist. Okay, it, you know, comes out and says, I'm a Democrat socialist. And people look to vote for him as though that's no big deal. Well, of course it is. Uh, she's backed by uh, Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. I mean, just that those two vote are backing them would tell me I probably don't want to vote for them. And, uh, Pennsylvania State Representative Summer Lee, a progressive Democrat, is running to replace retiring Representative Mike Doyle, who has served in Congress since 1995. Lee has openly endorsed several socialist policies. And listen to this. I mean, if if she did this here in Arkansas, it would be political uh, suicide. The redistribution of wealth, as well as, excuse me, excuse me, redistribution of wealth, as well as controversial progressive policies like abolishing prisons. Uh, instead of thanking black women, black voters, and especially black organizers, uh, give us the investments we need and deserve. Redistribute wealth. In uh, in police violence, abolish the uh, the the uh, prison state. Commit to building black directed political power and reparations. Now that's what she tweeted back in November 2020. Similar to her rhetoric, Lee's career as a state representative draws comparisons between her and Ocasio Cortez. Both women defeated long-established members of their respective governing bodies in 2018 and ran on similar progressive uh, platforms. Now, what this should warn you about, first of all, these platforms are Democrats winning over other Democrats, moving them away from being traditional Democrats to being, you know, crazy progressive Democrats. Now, Cortez defeated former Representative Joe Crowley of New York, who many predicted would become Speaker of the House before his surprise primary upset to secure her seat in Congress. Lee also defeated the longstanding incumbent, primary uh, Democrat, former Pennsylvania State Rep Paul Costa, and ended his two-decade career in the state legislature. Additionally, uh, Lee's platform runs in the same circle as the squad leader herself pushing Medicare for all, uh, tacking justice onto several of her progressive policies to capitalize on the buzzword and making several wild claims ranging from the state of American democracy to immigration policies throughout our nation's history. I want you to listen to this. Throughout our nation's history, we have never delivered on the promises of democracy, Lee claims. Okay, now let's understand something. 
We deliver on the the promises of our republic. We don't live in a democracy. I'm sorry. For you who want to live in the 50 plus one, that doesn't exist here in the United States. It's a republic. And whoever taught you that <laughs> Yeah, taught you. you wrong. <laughs> All right. Lee claims in the democracy and voting rights section of her website, she said that, the legacy of slavery and Jim Crow have carried on through voter. Okay, they, they said that Jim Crow is still here. Jim Crow is dead and gone. Jim Crow's still not here. Do a little history uh, reading. Uh, now they say that uh, voter disenfranchisement, uh, gerrymandering, and voter suppression makes the ballot box inaccessible. This it's crazy what they say, especially for poor black and brown people across the country. Lee claimed that the U.S. government's rules have also failed to fulfill the promise of democracy and called for an end outdated and arbitrary laws as well as to give every person in our country with the right to vote from previously incarcerated people to immigrants everyone deserves a voice in our democracy if they're a legal immigrant and they're here illegally they'll have the right to vote if they're here illegally they will not and should not have the right to vote but just the way it should be This uh, progressive is also running on packing the Supreme Court so that right-wing extremists cannot strip away our fundamental rights and to end lifetime appointments to the highest court in the land. Lee also calls for an end to the filibuster, which she claims is a tool championed by segregationist senators to oppose civil rights legislation that continues to stand in the way of progress today. No human being is illegal, she said. Our immigration system is a broken web of xenophobic policies that seek to punish brown and black people instead of building pathways to citizenship. Wait a second. Hold on here. Uh, If you happen to be yellow and you're from uh, parts of uh, Asia, you don't get in if you come here illegally. And if you're coming from over somewhere in Ukraine right now, uh, unless you're coming here legally, you don't get in and become an American citizen. Don't matter what your color is, it does matter how you come here, and that makes the big difference. She also calls for an end to life without parole, as well as eliminating cash bail, because the current system imprisons people based on their ability to pay, and is a barbaric relic that punishes the poor for their poverty. Our constitutional right to abortion care faces I love that. I've got, this is 1984 doublespeak, all right? Abortion care. What does an abortion do? It kills. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. <laughs> it ki- it kills, all right? And it faces the greatest threat in its history. And Congress must do everything in its power to protect this fundamental right. Where's the right? It's not in the Constitution. It's not there. That's right. It's not even in the state constitution. Lee writes under reproductive health rights and justice. We must not only safeguard the federal right to abortion, but also repeal, repeal laws like the Hyde Amendment, which puts care out of reach for marginalized and low-income communities. If you are in a low-income community and you make X amount of dollars under uh, the, the line that they draw, you will get health care. You will get health care. 
that they, somebody would say that uh, you know they take and they make an abortion reproductive health care is disgusting in the extreme has nothing to do with reproductive health care the Hyde amendment is a bipartisan law that prohibits federal funds from going towards abortions except in the cases of rape incest or when the mother's life is in danger she secured endorsements from high-profile progressive groups including ocasio-cortez linked justice democrats see they always like to put words with these groups that have a totally different meaning from what the real word means uh, the, the the left is fantastic at playing linguistics with us uh the Sunrise Movement. The Pennsylvania Democrat has also been backed by the controversial Image Pact, the sister organization to Image Action, which has been decried by Republican senators as anti-Israel, and the Way to Lead Pact, a progressive group founded by Squad Rep Cory Bush that supports defunding the police. Lee has been endorsed by a slew of prominent progressives, including Squad Representative uh, Ayanna Presley and. Uh, Jayapal of Washington in the House, as well as Warren and Sanders in the Senate. Need I say, say more? Okay, we're at the end of the show for today, and I want to thank you for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show today. We'll be with you again tomorrow. We'll start off at 6 a.m. The, the Women's Power Panel will be on. Then the Bible guys will be on, although uh, we will not have uh, Scott on. Uh, he's got a health problem having that taken care of today. Uh, you got a uh, quiet time that you're asking your prayers, asking God to watch over him and take care of him. And uh, he'll be back with us in a couple of weeks. And then at the uh, the 9 o'clock, I don't know who might be on with us. Probably a politician, just to be honest with you. Probably join us tomorrow. Until then, you have a great day. I'm Dave Ellswick right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. This is where you come to find out what's going on in election 2022. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.